Welcome to 12 Days of Marketing, where we share 12 special topics to help your business start the new year right. And now, your co-hosts of 12 Days of Marketing, Matt Halloran and Kirk Lowe. Hello and welcome to day number 12 of the 12 Days of Marketing. You know, this has been a really fun journey that Kirk and I have taken with all of you. I hope that you have found great value. And I also really, truly hope that this is going to allow you to have the greatest 2020, that you will have not only 2020 vision, uh, but you'll also have 2020 level perfection in marketing. We are oh, nice. Hey, thanks, I like that. thanks, brother. Uh, I've been I've been waiting to pull that one out. But uh, we're going to talk about the 11 marketing twins trends of 2020. Wow. 11 marketing trends. That's hard to say. With the 20. No. (laughs) And that makes Uh, a mistake. Yeah, it's, it uh, does not happen. Yeah, oh, wow. I'm, uh, so anyway, what, what the hell are we talking about today, dude? 11, Something about trends, right? We're going to talk about one hot trend to look for from each of the previous 11 ah, topics. Ah, yeah, yeah, got it. And okay. I'm going to share them, but some of these are, you know, half of these are from you. So. That's fine. I'll jump in. Don't worry about it. Get, let's yeah, go. I, of course. Yeah. I, I can't keep you silent. <laughs> Thankfully. So the first one, are you ready? Yep. First one is the concept of micro-influence, I think, is going to be a trend. The idea is don't try to be an authority in a, in a bigger area. Try to be an authority in a niche, right? So we define micro-influence as own a specialty or a specific expertise with a specific audience in a specific region. Micro-influence is a thing, and we created that concept. Mm-hmm. Well, we created the, de- the, the word. Well, I think you defined the word. We created the concept, but yeah. anyway, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's a thing. <laughs> and pay attention to it. There's a paper on our website, the bottom of the website, called Influences Marketing. Yep. And that talks a lot about micro-influence. That's number one. Now, number two is top of mind awareness. So what are the sorts of things that we talked about in episode two that really helps you as the advisor stay super, super top of mind? Do you remember? Yes. Yeah, so what we were talking about really in day two is keeping prospects engaged in the sales process. Yeah. So being top of mind is the is the trend. Yeah. So it's always been there, but you have to find a way to connect with people um, when they're ready to engage in the questions that you're presenting, what you do, and what you stand for. Mm-hmm. So if you're not there at the right time, those disappear. What we don't realize in our businesses and our hectic lives and in the marketing we do is we're missing out on opportunities all the time. Yeah. You and I just missed one because we were doing this because somewhere on LinkedIn right now, somebody said something or they were thinking about something they they didn't see anything from us. We just missed it. It happens all the time. You have to deal with it, right? Yeah. It's like you have to deal with, you know, 70% of the time you're not going to make contact with the ball or hit the ball in a, as a baseball player. Mm-hmm. It happens all the time. What we want to do is we want to make sure that the right people as mo- as often as we possibly can know about what we stand for, what we do and make it easy for them. So that top of mind awareness is key. It's always been there, but to a degree, even though it's a busier world, you know, on, on day 11, we talked day 10 or 11, we talked about day 11, sorry. We talked about LinkedIn. Yeah. There's not a ton of traffic on LinkedIn compared to other places. So find that niche. That's a good one. 
where your people can, you can stay top of mind. Well, and that's, that's the thing, really big right? So that's the thing about LinkedIn too. And, and we're going to talk a lot about LinkedIn, I think uh, even on this episode, but it allows you to truly flesh out that niche, right? You are truly, you can own that uh, absolutely on something like LinkedIn. It's a little harder to do on some of the other things, especially Twitter, because there's just so much content. Uh, but I also want to talk about one, one other quick thing about keeping top of mind which I'm going to hearken back to when I met you uh, a little over two years ago, uh, and you convinced me to give away everything. And that is one of the greatest ways for you to keep top of mind. And people are going to continue to go to your content because they know that you are so free with giving your thought leadership that, that you're going to build to the sale instead of trying to close the business, which is by the way, the difference between leads and relationships that we've talked about a lot, but that's the key, in my opinion, build to the sale, give away as much as you can, show who you are, and that is the best way to keep top of mind. All right, number three. I believe you just, what you said is the, is the better point than, than what I said, because that's how you, it's not very good top of mind awareness when it's, when you're always talking about somebody else mm -hmm. or you haven't shared much. So you start to become redundant. I mean, we're redundant because we have hooks and we have things we do, but we're trying to bring advice in and the advice evolves and changes from a lot of different places. But that's why it's so important for you to share as much as you know. Don't hold 80% back and say, oh, I'll share 20. Try to give as much as you can. The more you give, the more you get back. Oh, man, brother. Building your marketing team is the next marketing trend. What does that mean? So, well, building the building your marketing team is what we talked about in episode or day three, pardon me. And the the thing to look for there um, is really finding a team that can only add and not take away. So, what I mean by that is consider outsourcing or virtual because you there's a lot of advantages. So, think about where in your team. You can bring in people like if you don't need a marketing person all the time, can you outsource mm -hmm. virtually, right? Or can you outsource to a team? Uh, as an example, that one is obviously we're biased on that, but I think marketing is a really good one to think about outsourcing because the amount of things you have to know in marketing these days is so there's there's uh, so broad like yeah. design, writing, social, mm -hmm. uh, digital, um, story, uh, web. Right. There's a lot, you know, audio, video, there's a lot of different talents. And so when there's a lot of diversity, sometimes it's better to go find people who have those teams already and or go find a bunch of uh, virtual people who work when you need them mm -hmm. on, a, on a project basis so that you don't have to have two employees who only cover off about 30 percent of the skills you need to be you know, to run effective marketing. So, you, you know, anyway, so that think virtually there's other things you can do that like compliance There's some virtual compliance yeah. Uh, teams that you can hire. Those are amazing. Um, some, some, uh, maybe somebody to manage your team. Coaches are a great example of having that, mm -hmm. that person who's not in your organization, but when you need them to, to have better thinking and planning and all that kind of stuff. So that's, that's, uh, number three, I guess that's tip number three. All right. I'm going to add one quick thing to that, which is, uh, Dan Sullivan, a strategic coach is very famous for saying who, not how. And, uh, I, some of the most successful firms that we've ever worked with outsource 
as much as they possibly can. Their financial planning, their investment management, some of their HR stuff, accounting, right? And then, of course, they also outsource their marketing. They outsource some of their communication stuff. Uh, they even outsource things to make it so that they can drive people to events. So look at that. You don't have to have all of that stuff in-house. One, it increases your profitability. Two, most of you are not very good managers and don't enjoy it. And three, you're going to hire experts instead of try to grow one yourself. Number four, Kirk, is niche marketing. Now, we have talked about this ad nauseum. And if people are still listening to our podcast and they haven't created a niche, what can we do to slap them around politely so that in 2020, they actually figure this out? So the most important tip with niche marketing is that you want to be able to create, you want to outcompete people with the amount of value you can create for a specific person. So if you can, so the more, the smaller your niche, the better you can outcompete people on value. I don't mean value as in lower fees. I mean value as in how much they get for whatever yes. they expect from you. Yep. Or what, or, or value in how much knowledge you have on a, on a specific topic that is most important to them. But if you're doing too many things for too many people, you're going to get outcompeted easily on value. Yeah. It could be you know could be compete outcompete on expertise. You've got to be you got to figure that out. Find that comfortable place where you can outcompete people on value and uh, feel good about your business and, and how big your audience is that you can connect with. So that was number four, day four's uh, biggest tip. All right. So number five kind of falls clo- in both of our areas of expertise, which is really topic yeah, you focused. Answer, you can answer it if you want. You want me to? Okay. So, so this is the idea when it comes to overall right. topics. It's very, very, very important for everybody to understand that you should have major focus, whether it's a monthly topic stream, whether you are doing podcasts or videos, but you have to make sure that they're well organized. Um, if you need topic ideas, literally Google what you do and the top concerns that your ideal client has, and Google will just vomit uh, ideas all over you, and it's going to be magnificent for you to create content. That's what that's what content is all about, making sure you have clear, succinct topics that are engaging to your preferred audience to make it so that they're going to take the appropriate action that is the one that you want them to take. Right. One of the really... Um, odd things about topics is sometimes what is trending on what you want to talk about is not the words you want to choose because everybody else, it's not what you want. Mm-hmm. But so there's always that battle in marketing with, well, what's the best topic versus which the one's going to get the most clicks. And we all know the idea of clickbaits, you know, people just writing, mediocre stuff and using certain words to attract a lot of attention. I, I like to think we push away from that. We try not to use the word leads as an example too often in our stuff because we're not about leads. We're about relationships, right. you know, inspiring relationships and, and some other things in our company. So, but when we do, when we've used the word lead in the past, we've had a spike, right? But those aren't the people necessarily that we want to attract. So it's a, you have to be careful about that. So the same thing we think about topics. So that was number, that was day five's uh, big uh, uh, tip. What, what about uh, six? Cause this is right up your alley. Right. I was thinking a lot about this as we were preparing for today's podcast, because the idea and this one is really, you know, we really talked about the podcast coaching program, uh, but I don't want to talk about the podcast coaching program. Cause if you want to learn about that, you can go with, uh, go back to day six and listen to it. I want to talk about just some of the things from a communication standpoint that you can do to just be better. 
Um, you got to pick one, dude. You got to pick the most important one. Watch your ums, ohs, sos, and you knows. One of the most annoying things that you do verbally is have your verbal go-tos. That, to me, drives your listener crazy. It doesn't matter if you're in person. doesn't matter if you're in a podcast. You have to watch what your verbal go-tos are. And if you can reduce those then you're going to be a more engaging speaker. People are going to want to listen to you more because it looks like you're more thoughtful. How's yes. that? If you hear the noise in the background, that's my cat, Loki. <laughs> He's decided it's time for him, for me to open my door so he can come in, squeeze me out of my chair and sit in the back. <laughs> dogs never do that. I've had dogs most of my life. My wife said, let's get some cats. They're yeah. easy for our busy life for kids. And this dude is something else. It, you know what? It's a freaking, it is a beautiful, beautiful freaking cat though. You have to admit that they're really good looking. Yeah. Bengals, if anybody, Bengals, Bengals whatever yeah, they call like them. That. Uh, they are cute cats. Anyway, All right. So let's, so let's. Uh, so the podcasting, thanks for the podcasting yeah. tip. Now we're, I was number six. Now we're on to seven. Right. Tips for self-marketing. What, what do you do there? Because this was your bag. Yeah. I beat this one, this drum all the time. Uh, <laughs> produce your own organic content. Yep. It matters the most yeah. when we talk about value, when we talk about niche, we talk about expertise economy, when we talk about um, getting people to, you know, when we talk about social media, this counts mm -hmm. everywhere. Yeah. So produce your own content. If you're struggling to figure that out, which I did for many, many years in this business, helping financial companies and mostly advisors, start try, think about podcasting. Mm -hmm. Podcasting is the ultimate media for financial advisors to produce organic content on a consistent basis have fun not overwhelm yourself write your points and talk you all know the stuff you don't have to script this out mm -hmm. right so though that's my um that's my tip for that What's number eight what was number eight there brother oh retention ha <laughs> ha so here's the thing when it comes to retention, the best way to not only retain clients, retain centers of influence, retain prospects, retain people in the community is engagement. The best possible thing that you can do is to get them to do the one thing that every single solitary person likes more than anything else, which is talking about themselves. Now, we personally think that podcasting is the best way to do this because you can interview them. And then we also know that they're going to share that with their whole network. But that is the best way to retain uh, all of your communication people that you really want to retain is by making sure that you give them an opportunity and an outlet to talk about themselves. All right. Ooh, uh, the next one's actually mine, too. Do you mind if I just keep going? Yeah, keep going. All right, so being a good guest. The funny thing here is this is uh, more than just about podcasting. This is actually being a good guest wherever you are. Make sure that if you're going to a dinner party or if you're going to a, a networking event or whatever, there's a couple of things that you need to do. Number one, one of the best ways to be a good guest is to do your research. Know where you're going. Know about the people. Stalk them on social media. Find out some good talking points and, and utilize those within your conversation. And then if you're going to a networking event, the other way to be a really good guest is have a hit list. It, it's unbelievable to me how few people do this, which is that you're going to have four or five people that are on a list that you want to talk to because they're ideal prospects. Keeps you focused. So stalking hit list. Yeah. You've been watching too much TV. Uh, I've been watching like John Wick <laughs> when I'm on the road. But anyway, all right. Uh, so number 10 uh, was the hook, right? So we, we just did that. Uh, we t why, why don't you, you know, uh, you pointed at me. No, no, I want you to do it. <laughs> so, so the hook is if you're talking about your hook, 
figure out, test it. That's what I'm going to say is the biggest tip for this. Figure out where you can test and see the reactions from people and work on it. Um, So find a testing environment. For Matt and I, that is when we go to events typically. Mm -hmm. Um, So try that out. I think that's a really good tip for uh, getting the right hook, the most emotionally triggering thing that's going to stay in their mind. That's it for number 10. Yeah. All right. And then the last one of our 11 marketing trends. God, that's so difficult to say. I want to take number 11. You're going to take. How about I give my tip for 11 and you give yours? Oh, deal. Go ahead. Okay. So this is the the last one. Go ahead. Sorry. I think last week you, we did a podcast where you said one of the best practice for being on a podcast is to not talk over the host. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. I've never said that. that (laughs) Yeah, we're just talking at the same time. Anyway. Um, so my social um, leveraging social media tip would be consistency. Hmm. Whatever you decide you're going to do, do what you can. So don't bite off more than you can chew. So if you can only do it, you know, once a week, then start with once a week and look to improve. Mm-hmm. Don't say, oh, I know, you know, Kirk and Matt says should do once, uh, once a day. And then you do once a day for two weeks and then you're done because you realize this is taking way too much of your time, blah, blah, blah. Um, so pick off, you do what you can. And once you get a bigger budget or once you decide you don't want to do this internally anymore, you can find a team. But um, every be consistent with what you do. That's the most important thing. I get You want to get to a daily um, consistency, but work up to it. Yeah. And you really do need to walk before you run on that, everybody. That That's super important. Uh, just, you know, gain momentum. Kirk and I talk a lot about momentum and how important momentum is. Uh, that's, a, that's a good example. Now, my tip for social is tagging. Whether that's tagging a person or using a specific hashtag, it's a magnificent way to increase your reach. Um, we have a friend of ours. His name's Mark Rogers. He's a WealthFest uh, consultant, wholesaler, coach extraordinaire. And uh, he tags people all the time. And what it does is it allows him to gain access into the person they're tagging's network, right? So when Mark tags me or you, Kirk, you know, Mark just gained access to another almost 20,000 people on LinkedIn um, in order to get his thought leadership out. Now, you don't want to do it with people that you don't know. Uh, You don't want to do it to try to be annoying. You want to do it with people you have a good relationship with, because when you do, it can totally increase your reach. That's beautiful. That, those are the 11. That was it. All right. Well, I hope everybody has enjoyed the 12 days of marketing. This is something that we do every single solitary year. Last year, uh, we did the 12 days of coaching and business planning with Joe Lucas. And uh, if you haven't heard that, dear God, go back and listen to that. Coach Joe, talk about giving away great information. That's that's It was, it was unbelievable. Now, here is how I'm going to close out the 12 days of marketing. Number one, you have to market in 2020. Marketing is not a luxury. Marketing is a necessity. You should be spending 7 to 15% of your gross, not net, on marketing to rise above the noise, to get your thought leadership out, and to truly make a huge difference in your practice. 2020 is the breakout year. This is the opportunity for you to gain great focus, great clarity, and get your message out to the ideal people at the right time, in the right place, and guess what? While they're there. Kirk, thanks for your brain again today, brother. Thanks. Happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays, everybody, and we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon.
Brought to you by Top Advisor Marketing, a done-for-you podcasting solution built just for trusted advisors. <laughs> this was brought to you by Iris.xyz, a platform helping financial professionals become better in business and life through new media and new voices. Visit them and learn more at iris.xyz.